Hi guys, I'm here with my good friend Moishi Young. You will see him in a minute. Um, Moishi has been a friend for me for the past five years. Um, I was introduced to him by my friend Shmeli Brody, um, and we started right away talking about personality and growth. We started talking about law of attraction, basically to live a higher and better, more interesting life. Um, then I had a story for me personally where I was not feeling so well. I think it was in the times of COVID, you know, where everybody was experiencing an interesting story in their life. And I remember turning to my best friend at that time, Moishi Young, and asking him for his advice. And he became my personal life coach to guide me and mentor me in my day-to-day um, -day life on how to live, how to feel extraordinary. And since I met him, I was able to not only feel better and more fulfilled and happier day-to-day -day life, but also to open a business, launch my career, and just generally speaking, feeling more healthy and happy throughout my day. Mushi um, is also an entrepreneur. He also helps a lot of other people. He's a personal coach. He's also involved in many different workshops. He actually has a coaching uh, license as well, where he went to, to learn many different tactics. Also, he did many studies um, on many different uh, books and different psychology on, on how to develop and how to do and on, and on self-growth. So I want to introduce to you my good friend Moishi Young. And Moishi, thanks for being here today and Thank doing you. this. I appreciate it. Um, and obviously the first question to you is, what, what was your, maybe if you could touch a little bit on your childhood, and then what was your moment of kind of awareness where you said, I, I want to change, I want to do something more, I want to be more extraordinary, I want to live a, a better, happier life, more fulfilled, more, uh, I, wa I want to just achieve more, which obviously now we know how strong and great you, were, you are, but what, what, what encouraged that? And how was the beginning of your journey? So, first of all, thank you so much. These were very nice and kind words. Also, I feel a little bit anxious. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is my first time being interviewed. Feels official. I'm honored to be interviewed by you. Okay. And it's my honor to be your friend, to have you as my friend. So to answer your question, that's a very heavy question, because <clears throat> the shortest answer will be that I was miserable, and I was like, life can't be just my misery, and I need to like, figure something out, because if I'm going to wait for someone to come and save me, I'm going to wait forever, so it's my responsibility to change, so I've got to figure something out, and I didn't know where to start. So. Physically, I started with prayer, like not because I knew about prayer, I was just so lost, and I believed in God at all times. So I just started, first I complained to God, I was angry with Him, and I communicated that a lot. And then at some point I was like, if you're communicating anyway with God, why not ask Him what you want if you believe in Him and you know that He's doing everything and He's unlimited, so ask Him what you want. That's where everything started, because shortly after that, I started to ask for a mental and emotional healing, peace of mind, and, and clarity about my life. 
And shortly after that, that started to happen. Like my thoughts changed and I got introduced to all new ways of thinking and I started searching specific things after having awarenesses. That's where everything started to change. Wow. Impressive. And slowly from there, you know, I always took more steps. I pushed myself. I love growing. I love to challenge myself. I love to step out of the comfort zone, which I'm doing right now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it gives me... So, an interesting, an interesting question that I have for you. We'll go a little bit, jump a little bit forward. Now you are so confident and so calm and you've worked on so many different aspects of yourself. What's a message you would now tell yourself? What's a message you would tell yourself for that, for that lost Moishi, that one that was seeking the, the, the mental health, the physical health, the, the, the better himself? What's a message that now as the confident Moishi you would tell that Moishi of a few years ago? What's a message you would tell him? So that's very interesting that you're asking me that because I've been thinking about this a lot. And the real answer that I have for this is that I wouldn't tell him anything. No. I would, if, I, if the question includes that, I would be there for him in any kind of way. But I wouldn't tell him anything. I would be there silently, listen, yeah. hold space for him. But I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't give him any of the advice I have to give today. No. Because that wouldn't let me become who I am today. Like, because that would give me advice that I didn't have which made me who I am today, right. the advice that I didn't have. So if I would have given me the advice that I know today, I wouldn't right. be the person that I am but, today. But sometimes I tell my younger self that, that you're experiencing these troubles because you're going to become that big Ellie. Would you agree on that somehow? 100%. Everything that I went through made me to who I, for who I am today. Right. Like I say sometimes I, I wouldn't like if I would have one less ingrown toenail <laughs> from my past, yeah. um, which I used to have a lot, and thank God I don't anymore, um, like the, I wouldn't be the person I am today. It's a puzzle of every single experience, the good and the better, right. and everything is needed. Right. So people talk now about a, an awareness that's happening, meaning that whenever you meet someone, they'll tell you about that they'll tell you that there is struggles and life is ups and downs and people are healing. There's, there's a, there is an awareness out there in the world. To you, what is this awareness? You, do you think this is a real awareness? Like people are really conscious about their lives or this awareness is just a way for them to push away their troubles, fears and, and, and anxiety? So I do think there is an awakening happening. Um, see it every awakening is like a light going on okay I see this as like have you ever been on a flight above New York uh, at night mm -hmm. you see so many lights yeah it's beautiful this is how I see it and I see in the whole world it's going on another one another one another one another one again and again and again like it's it and I see this as a beautiful thing and why is it happening why it's happening that's answering also the second part of your question I think it's connected with so much of what's happening. I would call it people being miserable, people not being satisfied, not being happy, searching for deeper meaning, searching for a meaningful and purposeful life that wakes up that part of the person, that soul part, spiritual wow. part, where people start to be more connected with themselves. 
are like, what's going on inside? Like I've yeah. been looking on the outside so many years, it doesn't work. Right. And like they feel lost, they get to a corner where they're like, okay, what's inside? Yeah. So I, the way I see it is there's two types of people. I mean, we obviously jumped in right away, but there's the person right now that's, that's just enjoying his life. Everything is amazing for him. He hears about healing and about different things that can happen in his life. And he says, do I have to do something or not? I don't know. Or maybe I should do. Maybe I should be nicer to myself. Maybe I should do more level self-care. Self maybe I should go and read a book just so that I know about different things. And then there's the person that's just living in his life and he's not appreciating anything or she's not appreciating anything. They feel really miserable. How would you address these two types of people and what should they do to have a better life? So I think that everyone always has an opportunity to grow. There's always place to improve. There's always place to be better. Now that being said that, the first step is knowing that I am good the way that I am right now. The fact that I want to grow yeah, is because I want to, not because I have to. Sometimes a person has to grow. Uh -huh. Sometimes a person has a flaw that is like important as being a human. But in general, a person is good the way they are. But a person, if they're really connected with themselves, the natural desire from a person that's connected with themselves wants to grow, wants to improve, wants to challenge themselves, wants to be better than yesterday, than they were yesterday. The competition, there is a competition, but it's only with themselves, not with other people. And I don't think it's a difference between the person that is happy or not. It always comes down to the person choosing to grow. The person that chooses to grow, Tony Robbins, I picked that up from Tony Robbins. He says that happiness comes from consistent, consistent progress. Wow. You grow, you make actual progress in your life. It's not about, that's why materialistic things don't make people happy, but that's why so many people do think that materialistic things make happy. And the, the reason is because the progress of achieving a big, materialistic thing. Let's say I work hard, I put in a lot of work, and then I make a nice amount of money. That's progress. I've achieved something big, and it makes me happy. But people think that it's the money that makes me happy. It's not the money that makes me happy, it's the progress. Okay, because a different day, I go into a session with my coach, and I push my limits, and I go in very deep, and I heal something very a big wound, and I open, I challenge myself, I push myself out of the comfort zone and I open that wound and I let myself heal it. That's also big progress. So progress doesn't matter what the progress wow. is, but it, that makes us happy. No but matter if, where you are in life, there is progress to be made, basically. Yes. And as long as we continue making progress, we're continuing to be happy. The yes. happiness is fueled by continuous progress. If we make progress once a year, we're only going to be happy once a year. So money is not happiness, but progress is. Right. And progress can be in so many ways. Wow, that's very, very powerful. And what about somebody that already feels like, and many people have this conception, they're like, maybe they're conditioned that way where they say, they always complain or they say, my life is just not going the way I want. What, what is it, how do you approach someone like that? And I know you talk to a lot of people. I know you helped a lot of people. I know many people consider you their best friends because of what you've been able to just listen to them and teach them and talk to them and, and 
tell them. So what is it, what is it when somebody is, is saying, because probably 50% of people, sorry guys, that are listening to this are going to say, my life is not where I want it to be. I, I, I want so much more, or, or they're even deeper, they're just hurting. What's the first thing you tell a person like that? First thing is always <laughs> take a deep breath. Always. Right. Like I, I do that so many times a day. Conscious breathing. Like how many times today did you take a conscious breath? Like you, you breathe naturally. Today I did many times, but usually zero. Right. <laughs> like, and when you say many times, how much like, percent of the day is that? Like many as in more 1%. than usual, right? Yeah. But like we don't take a lot of conscious, like I can speak for myself, I don't take a lot of conscious breaths. But I can say that how many I take an average day is more than the average person. Mm -hmm. I still don't consider it a lot because against how many breaths I take And what does day. that help us with? Okay. So the first thing of taking conscious breaths is first it brings you back to the present moment. Second is every emotion expresses itself some kind of way in the breath. It stops the breath. Some of the emotions stop the breath while they exhale. Some of the emotions stop the breath while they inhale. Breathing consciously, oh, wow. when you take a deep, slow inhale and exhale, you are taking control back. Wow. And that is a way of releasing and healing. That's the first step. Right. And why is it so important to be in the present moment, if you can just touch on it? Uh, all the misery, in shortest, in shortest answer, all the misery comes back from not being in the present moment. Uh -huh. Because there is no... Uh, any, there, there is no pain in the present moment. Right. Like I've, I've, I've been in pain, like now I'm going through with my cancer, yes. and I've been in like physical pain through the chemo and everything. And sometimes I'm thinking to myself, what if this painful moment continues only for another hour? Like in my yes. head, it's okay, this is gonna be another few days, right? And then it makes me so miserable. And then when I think to myself, okay, what if I know in one hour from now, I'm gonna feel like a regular day healthy completely, yeah. but I'm going to feel this pain on this level now for another hour. Yes. Am I okay with that? Oh, for another hour? I can do that for another hour. It's another temporary. Hour is okay, yeah, but for another three days, oh my God, right? So then I'm like, okay, so I'm only going to take it now one hour at a time. Right. One it's about not thinking about the next three days. Exactly. So when I'm in the present moment, I don't, I don't have a problem. Same thing is with the past. I carry around the story about the past. I'm hurt. Yeah. That person did that to me. That person said that. That situation was so bad. When I live in the present moment, nothing exists in here. Whatever yeah. exists in this moment is okay. And even if it's a painful thing, we only carry around the pain. That's what I just explained with my physical pain. And it could be an emotional thing as well. We only experience the pain as long as we attach it to the future. Wow. That is super powerful. I actually... I also, maybe I took that from you, I, I started using that whenever I would, I feel a little bit of anxiety or just, just a regular worry or fear or whatever it is, I, I tell myself the same thing, what if this is the last time in my life experiencing this feeling? Okay, so just embrace it, breathe in, breathe out, let it go, it's okay, it's okay to worry, you're a human being, but I don't let it get into that, into that concept of, oh, it's going to last forever, because that's, I think, what most people have a mistake with they they feel like their pain is going to last forever and really that's just a thought right. it's nothing I more than you, a thought i ask you today which one of your feelings in the past 
is still continuous today like which right. one are you still feeling from the past right and none of them right they're all coming and going even the good ones and the bad ones like all of them positive the negative they're right. coming and going like don't don't get attached to it right so also the, the, my next question is i know many people um and we we've spoken about this as we just mentioned, in the present moment, there's no, not, nothing is bothering us in the present moment. Everything is fine. Everything is amazing. Um, so for many people, this pain is a pain that is kind of stored in them or they have a certain way of thinking or a certain way of attaching a story to whatever is happening to them. You know, we'll take the most popular examples, um, even stories like people not getting engaged right away, or a divorce, or um, people with struggling with health, children, there is always a story, a very deep, deep, deep story with all that fear and emotions throughout from when we're little growing up that they usually attach with the story. And that's usually what causes that much pain. So it's not the, ac the actual thing when it happens to you. And I once heard this that when when Hashem sends us a challenge, He also sends us the strength to overcome it. So in the moment, there's nothing wrong. Not only that, many people, when they actually experience a certain pain or, or, or if, it's, if it's a sickness or a certain sadness in their life, it's an opposite effect happens, that they actually feel a crazy uh, strength because now they're actually in the moment. So they say, okay, it already happened. So that worry is completely away. It's like when you worry about going on a trip and then the day one on the trip, you have zero worry because you're now already on the trip. So, okay, we're here already. There's nothing to worry about. So the question is, how do we identify what is our, what's the, the false way of looking at, at it and turn into what's real in the moment so that we can achieve real healing to our stories that we have? So the answer is like this. Every single human has a story that they walk around with, that they tell themselves about themselves. Mm -hmm. Now, this story must not be the truth, but it's a story that we identify with and we tell ourselves that this is who we are. Mm -hmm. And that story has a lot of details. Okay? Now, Should every person have a story, positive or negative? Should a person have a story to begin with? We all have a story. Now... Most of the time, I would say, the story is a negative story that limits us in so many ways. Yeah, I've never seen someone, if I'm allowed to interrupt, I've never seen someone say, my story is, I was the best kid in this grade, then I was the best kid in this grade, and then the next year I had only trips, and then the next year my parents were only nice to me. So you're right. When a person, so when people say my story, they, they usually put it together with, with the pain that they had. I had a fight over here, I had a fight over there, and this year this bad thing happened to me. So, okay, story. So we all have a story. I would say that most people, I can't speak for all the people, but as far as I've heard, I can relate to what you just said. I don't remember hearing someone having naturally a positive story. Now I do know people having positive stories about themselves, which I can speak for myself. It's not always. It's coming out in specific scenarios, it gets triggered, which I'll come back to in a second to give you an example what, about what I'm talking, what I'm talking about. Um, but the challenge is to stop, to stop ourselves in that story 
and realize that's my story I'm living out of and I don't have to live out of it. Okay, so when I'm like, before making that business phone call, which I'm afraid of because I'm telling myself that I'm going to get rejected, which is connected to the story that I'm living from already for 25 years, okay, I can stop myself and say, you know what, let me put that story on the side for a moment and I am capable of making that phone call and doing what is right for me to do right now. Now, if that person on the other side of the phone call is gonna reject me or accept my offer, that's not up to me. And either way, it's okay, I'm gonna be just fine. Right. I will be just fine, okay? And I take a deep breath and I make that phone call. So there's always a place to grow and work on that story or on our attachment to that story, how much control we give to our story over ourselves. Now to explain what I said, having a positive story, for example, me with this cancer that I'm having now, what happened is that I have this story that this is a gift for me, that it's shaping me into the person that I asked to be, that I want to be, because this experience is giving me, I'm gaining an experience that, I'm, that I now am able to understand people that I wasn't able to understand before because I've, I've always been 100% healthy. I've never needed like any kind of doctor besides for like a cold and an ear infection, you know? Yeah. Like I've never had a cast, I've never had stitches, I never needed a hospital. I never, like, I've never experienced anything of these. Who talks, who's talking about a diagnosis or anything, right? Now I'm experiencing chemo. I'm experiencing being diagnosed like when the doctor told me, bro, you have cancer, right? All these kind of things. And all these experiences, like this is actually giving me experience that I need in order to be that person that I wanna be, to be that coach, to be that healer that I am naturally, but I need that experience in order to be able to help people that I need to be able to understand them in this kind of way as well, right? But it's my choice to identify with that story instead of a different story because I could go easily, very easily, I could go into this old story, I would say, my old story, where where I'm like, oh, you see, I'm probably having this because I did something wrong. I'm probably having this because I've sinned a virus, right? I probably, I'm probably having this. Who knows what tomorrow is gonna bring? Who knows, am I gonna survive this? Am I, if I am, am I gonna have like any long-term side effects? Uh, if not, what is this trying to teach me? Probably something scary, probably something negative. And, and this is showing me again how worthless I am and how much God wow. hates me. And right, right, I can easily go into that story and no one can stop me, right? right. Because I have all the proof. Look at me. <laughs> Look what I'm going through. No one can stop me. No one can tell me anything else. Even if someone is trying to, I can't even hear it because I'm in my story. Now, if someone is trying to stop me from living in my positive story, I can't hear it because I'm in my story. It's a choice. Wow. It's always a choice. Right. That is, that, is, that is so amazing because I, I, I do think that many times we don't realize how much we are living in that story and sometimes how much we should set ourselves um, um, free from a story like that. Um, you know, and figure out the story that we want to live and then live that story. 
Um, another interesting story, another interesting question is because I know many people enjoy when we talk about this topic, um, and I've asked it for different people in the past. Um, I think anxiety is, and now I know why it's so popular, anxiety, because we spoke today also that many people call anxiety, um, they give, anxiety is like the, the monster feeling um, that that people say, like, I have anxiety while experiencing other different feelings. So the question is, in your, in your, if you have to explain to someone, what is anxiety? Because when it's explained and it's taken apart, it already, already loses most of its value. So if, it, when, if somebody is experiencing anxiety in their life, what would you tell them to explain to them what is anxiety and how can they get rid of it once and for all? Okay, so number one, the truth is some people are suffering from anxiety attacks severely and it's like real for them, very real for them. And I'm saying this because I know I don't want, like I'm making sure that you're not being misunderstood by the way you said that because you also understand what anxiety is and that it's real and that some people are suffering from them and when someone has anxiety it's not pretty yeah and I know you know that because you've experienced that yeah well, and to answer your question is like this number one we've spoken today about the idea that some people are like sometimes are worrying and they think they, they call it being anxious but yeah. they're not anxious they're worrying which is different specifically this is like the closest emotion to it right like someone can be anxious while they're worrying it can trigger anxiety but sometimes people call it say they're anxious but they're not anxious it's just a misunderstanding on the specific words like the definitions of the feelings uh, um, they choose it they, they use it they use different words instead of saying I'm worrying they're saying I'm anxious this is the specific feeling that most people feel but also sometimes it can be like someone feels some kind of negative feeling and they're just like attaching it to the word anxiety or any other feeling, by the way, whichever serves their story. Right. Like someone tells themselves, I'm suffering from anger and they're going to feel sad. And instead of feeling the feeling and tuning into it, so they're going to feel some kind of negative, uncomfortable feeling, but they don't want to tune. They're going to say that I'm angry and just going to move on. Or if their story is anxiety, they're going to say I'm anxious and they're just like not going to want to feel whatever they're feeling. And that's yeah. why they're not clear. And that's why they call it anxiety. And they're not even aware. They're not even aware that they're just sad, right? Or whatever, any other feeling. That they're feeling shame, right? Like, why is yeah. it related? It's not, but like, they're feeling something, they don't wanna feel it, they're, they're not in tune, they're not, they, they, they don't give it any energy, they don't give it any thought, they don't think about it, they don't process it. Now, how to deal with anxiety? Anxiety also specifically, out of every emotion, which, in every feeling, that's the answer, but specifically with anxiety, is take slow and deep breaths. And that's something physical, by the way. Before everything, before where it, where it touches the mind, physically, blood pressure goes down wow. with taking deep breaths. I've had it this week in the hospital. I've, I've told you today, yeah. like my, my heart rate was high. And like I showed the nurse, I was like, uh, you wanna see something? I took one, one deep breath, one deep and slow breath. By the time I finished the breath, my heart rate went down like in a second from 111 to 
to like 90, 89, like that. Yeah. Like, like around, around 25 to 30. Yeah. Uh, uh, it dropped like, and I did it a few times, just one breath. And wow. imagine later that night when I decided, you know what, let me take a few deep breaths. Like I closed my eyes. I made myself comfortable and I took a few deep breaths and I calmed down and I ate something and then like after a few minutes they released me because my heart rate went down, right. literally. So this is something physical and the physical body, okay? And this is something that I personally experienced and I didn't make a lot of studies on this, but you can go online and you can find a lot of studies about this. Okay, most people are using their breath to, to yes, accept excitement or release pain. Usually when somebody hears, hears about something bad, they'll go, <sighs> or when somebody hears something about something exciting, they'll go, <gasps> so people are already using their breath, they're just not using it, like, like you said, consciously. Consciously, that's number okay. one. Specifically, um, a good feeling, like excitement in the person, it's a good feeling, so that's not traumatizing, that's where you are breathing, you are taking a breath. But let's say when you're scared, what happens to your breath when you get in shock? Like someone scares you on the street, what happens to your breath in that specific setting? Someone goes, bah, what happens yeah. to your breath? You like stop breathing for a yeah. second, maybe for a millisecond, right? Yeah. But you stop breathing, you stop your breath. Right. So continuing your breath, not stopping your breath is the healing for that. Oh. Okay. And the same thing is when, uh, 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 what is it? There is like, I, I don't remember, like I didn't do an, a lot of studies around the specific breath, I'm not like a breath work a facilitator. Um, I've done like breath work on myself. And mm -hmm. I have actually guided a little people, few people in breath work, but I'm not a breath work facilitator. And I don't know the studies around breathing. I just know that it works. Wow. So to answer, anxiety, to deal, how to deal with anxiety in the moment, is first take a few deep breaths. And remember that you're going to be okay. Like for me, I, this night, this week that I went into the hospital, the night started with uh, fever. And the fever, I felt very cold. And I started shaking like crazy. And I couldn't catch my breath. Like, I was breathing. I was breathing very shallow. And I wasn't comfortable with that. Now, the old me would go into a story. Wow. And in that story, I would become very anxious and worried and scared, which would cause me to breathe more shallow. Wow. And lose my breath and, like, call, like, Atula right yeah. away. Right? But I didn't. I was just going into bed. I covered myself with two covers. Right. Like till over my head, so I was breathing inside, so I warmed myself warmer, uh, uh, faster. Yeah. And I focused on taking conscious breaths. So I was forcing my body to take full deep breaths. I think the breath is like a heavy reset button, right? right? But I wasn't going into that story. Like I knew in, while having that shallow breath, shallow breath, I was like, I'm okay. I was okay. I knew that I was okay. Yeah. I, have, I had zero worry in that moment, zero anxiety. And like that's that's like I'm very grateful for myself for the work that I put in in the past few years that I yeah. could handle that moment like that, like it, it, this mo having having so much control is not for free. Yeah. Okay. And but knowing that I'm okay, that's my point. Knowing that I'm okay and that I will be okay, I'll figure this out. I don't know what's happening, but I'll figure it out. It's a fever. I'll be fine. Shortness of breath. I'll be fine. Okay, yeah. I, I collapsed, I woke up a few seconds later, I was okay. Actually, I felt that I'm gonna collapse. Like, I felt lightheaded, getting more and more. My mother was standing next to me, I told her, hold my hand, I'm feeling like I'm going down. And I was, like, I remember it, I wasn't worried, I was okay. Yeah. I felt like I'm collapsing, I knew I'm gonna be okay. okay? Uh -huh. 
And that's coming from a place of a lot of work. But my point is that either way, I was going to be okay. Either if I worried or not. Now, why would I worry? If I worry, I just make it worse. So for anxiety specifically, it feeds into it. It becomes a cycle where you have anxiety. So you get anxiety because you have anxiety. So you have more anxiety. And you're feeding it and you're yeah. feeding it and you're making it worse and worse and worse. And that's when a person identifies with it and says, I'm suffering from anxiety attacks. Okay. And when someone talks about anxiety, they get triggered from it. Or like there is so many triggers and, and, and things that make people anxious and whatever, yeah. why they're suffering from it. Now, when the person says, you know what, I may be anxious sometimes, I'm not a person that's suffering from anxiety attacks. I'm not identifying with it. Okay. I may be anxious sometimes. Every person may be anxious sometimes. Okay. That's number one. Number two is when they're anxious, they're strong enough to remember, I got this. Take a few deep breaths and I'll be okay. It's two things. Take a few deep breaths and remember, remind yourself you'll be okay because you will be okay. Yeah. At the end of the game, even if you lose your breath completely and you'll go unconscious, someone will call Atsala and you'll wake up in the hospital way after you're breathing already normally and you'll be released and you'll be just fine. So why the whole headache? Why the whole worry, worry and, and story and like doing it to yourself? Right. Right? Now, I'm saying it as if, I'm not saying this lightly. I'm not saying, like, it sounds like I'm saying it as if it's easy. It's not. As I said, this, me, the way that I said that I was calm in these situations. By the way, I used to have crazy anxiety. I used wow. to have anxiety, like, I felt like, literally, I don't want my siblings to hear it. I used to ask God, kill me. Okay, please. Like, I don't want to feel this. Like, wow. literally. Like, it was... If, if someone, I, I think I was able to identify myself if I wanted to as someone wow. that's suffering from anxiety attacks. I didn't show it to the, the outside. As I, ha I hid it as much as I could. Sometimes it wasn't possible. Did you could. still think in that moment you'll get out of it? No, that was way before I did my work. That was way before I wow. knew anything about this. This was way, way before I started, like you started the first question about like where my healing started and everything. Like yeah. this was way before I asked God for help. Wow. This was when I was complaining. The victim. Right. I was a victim. So I, I was identifying with this. I knew, like, this was my story. Like, I have anxiety. Yeah. Okay? I wasn't identifying as someone that has anxiety attacks, like suffering from anxiety, like a, like a condition. But I knew that sometimes I can be anxious. How did you even know that this is anxiety? I just felt like my heart was pumping out of my chest. I felt mm. like it's going to explode. I felt like it was painful. I was literally like, I'm at as if I'm having an heart attack. I never had yeah. a heart attack. I don't, yeah. I'm not planning on having one. Mm. So I don't know how it feels. And I'm never really in tune and yeah. like researching how it feels. But like, if I can describe it this way, it felt like, I don't know, something is exploding inside. Shortness of breath. And in my head, like my story was like, ah, I'm dying, I'm losing it. I'm like, yeah. I'm miserable. I'm like, whatever, right? Like, but on extreme, like, I, it's like, it's worse than words. Yeah. And with the time, I started to heal and to grow and to learn to breathe and to learn that I'm okay and all these kind of things. Now, like in the beginning, it was very hard. So that's why I'm saying like, it's not that I'm talking lightly. It's not that I'm saying that what I'm saying that it's, it sounds easy, but it's not easy. And I know this, but it's, cap but, but it's possible. Every human is capable of healing from anything and from anxiety as well. Everything is possible. It takes time. It takes a lot of effort, commitment, 
but whoever is committed and puts in the work will get there and it's so sweet yeah. once you get the results so sweet so worth it right amazing so i'm going to go to the last question before we talk about the sir Mara, and then we're going to go to the side toy which is we just we're talking about first of all understanding giving empathy to a lot of people that are struggling right now what they can do my last question to you is and then we'll talk about positivity and how to live yes a better life and what to do and how to practice gratitude and manifestation visualization all the beautiful good stuff how to make money um the my next question to you is my last question from the uh to remove the negative feelings is um, I know that I've called you sometimes and I've said, like, Moishi, help me. I don't, I'm feeling interesting feelings. Please help me. But when somebody calls you and tells you, and I know you have this a lot, they tell you, Moishi, my life is... And I know you have a specific way of walking them through, but I want to hear it from you again. They call you, my life is chaos. Everything is falling apart. I don't know what I'm feeling, doing, thinking. What's the, what's the, what's the first thing you tell them? in two minutes to help them or for someone experiencing right now they want to call you Moishi Young right now to say I don't know I'm struggling my life is falling apart in so many different ways what's the best way for them to take apart their story yes I agree because to answer your question is like I can like it goes with the moment it goes with the person that calls me and the situation they are it the data Right. is irrelevant because after the data you start to, the person, everyone starts to tell themselves a specific story which are the thoughts and then it creates emotion right? and that's the whole story that the person was living out of and that's how they experience the specific data that they're experiencing mm-hmm. right? because two people can experience the same data right? Right. but have a different experience but in order for me to understand what the person is experiencing, I need to know the data. And based on the data, I see what they're experiencing, what they're choosing to experience based on the story they're telling themselves. And from there, I can see a pattern and take them through their specific situation. So it's Is that very, what you do? When yeah, I, it, goes, it goes with the person. It's not like I have a specific type of a rule or method so you ask them what are you experiencing and what's your story right. associated? when you call me and you tell me life is chaotic i'm asking you what's going on tell me more right like i want to know i give you first i give you the mic first i give you the space to talk and to share whatever you're experiencing wow. and I'm, i just want to hear your experience completely like i want to give you the stage for you to give it all out that's number one because that's the first thing that every human needs before no. you need advice before you need help before you need guidance the first thing we all need, if we need anything from someone else, it's just a listening game. That's always number one. When someone calls me for advice, when someone calls me up, Moshi, I'm in, I'm in a situation, I need advice. I ask them what's going on. I give them the space to talk. And when they finish, I say, wow, I hear you. And I don't start giving advice. I'm staying quiet. Like I acknowledge what they say. Wow. I just listen because I can't say a percent of the time, but most of the time, they don't want advice. They want an opening to start and share. So they say, for, for whatever reason, most people are uncomfortable to say. Most, most people are not even aware that this, this is what they want. And they think they need advice, but they're telling me their whole story. I listen to them. They feel validated and listened. 
and they forget to ask me for advice again and I don't say it and they hang up the phone and they feel better. And how, you know, before I learned that most people only need a listening ear and I gave advice, you know how, much percent, how many percent of the people actually listened to my advice? Like 90% didn't, yeah. right? This is how it works. I mean, you, you can probably right. relate to this, and I think yeah. everyone that listens to this right. can relate to this. Most of the people don't want the advice. I want to open a coaching practice, practice which is called a listening ear, which is that people can call me, and all I will do is, is listen. listen to them, but full-on attention, right. either on Zoom or in person. I will just listen to you so that you don't have to feel like I will be saying anything or judging you in any way. I'm just here to listen and not say anything. Right. To give you the space to express yourself, whatever right. you're experiencing, and for someone to feel validated, to, to, to see that it makes sense for someone else as well. Like what you're experiencing is totally okay. Like you're not funny or wrong for experiencing it the way that you're experiencing it. Wow. Like this is what you're experiencing and it's okay. Right. Right. And 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 you're you are valid, and 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 you're being seen, and you're being felt, okay, and right. like someone understands how you feel or doesn't understand and understands that they don't understand, and they're like, wow, you're going through something that I yeah. can't even comprehend, right? right? So your first advice to anyone struggling out there would be to reach out to a friend that can help you, yeah. and if you don't have that friend, then reach out. To someone and pay them right that they should for listening ear so I'll, t I'll, t I'll tell you the truth the truth is that the person has to give it out and in a way that they really give it out let's say for example if I have an experience that I've had today that I need a listening ear yeah? I would sit down in front of you and I would talk to you I would share it in a way that I make sure that you get all the details and you and that you understand which means that it's going to come out of my mouth in the most clear way that I'm explained what I'm experiencing, the most clear way I can express myself, right. right? In order, because I'm conscious that I'm telling it to someone that's listening, so I need to make sure that they understand, like not that I'm saying half words or anything, All the or details. half sentences. Yeah. Which brings me back to the point like this. In order for someone to feel listened, and lighter that whatever listening is giving to them, it doesn't have to be talking to a person. It can be talking to God or to oneself. God is the best listener. Right. Specifically because he doesn't answer. <laughs> like he, he's just sitting there quiet and listening. Yeah. Okay. He's answering in his own ways, like not like giving you advice in the moment. Right. Yeah. He has his process. But what I'm saying is like you can choose to go whatever, sit down in a quiet place and express the same way as you express it to a person. That's why I said it, like the same clear. It's important to express it completely. So in front of a person, we don't lose track. We continue to, to have that focus of expressing ourselves completely with all the details. Yeah. Oh, and they also told me that and also experienced that and that and that and whatever. And then this person called me in and then I walked on the street and like you give out everything that's on your mind. Whereas some people, when they sit alone, if they talk to themselves, like express it for themselves or to God or whatever, to the universe, they might not express it completely because they're conscious that no one is literally sitting in front of them. And whoever is listening to them, let's say God or the universe or themselves, can also listen to their thoughts. 
so they uh, don't have to express it in words. But the idea is to express it with the mouth in words. Yeah. Okay. So now, after expressing it, there is this feeling of like, specifically, completely expressing it, this feeling of like feeling listened, whatever way you choose to express it. Right. And then after that, for someone that's struggling, if they choose to have a specific person and they don't have a friend that's available in that kind of way, they should, it's recommended to go right. and pay money, to take a professional to do that. But it, it doesn't stop here, it starts here. Yeah. Sometimes people have a lot of build of trauma that they need to release. There's so many kinds of ways of therapy and healing, so many ways. And what works for me doesn't have to be working for you. And what works for you, it doesn't have yeah. to be working for someone else. Right? So everyone, and it's a journey. It's a journey. Yeah. So many people have put in so many time, so much time, so many years, until they found the specific, the specific method yeah. Type of healing that worked for them. Right. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. So, in a certain sense, to sum it up a little bit of, of what we just spoke about, um, number one, it's okay to struggle and you will be okay. That's most, most importantly. Whatever you're going through right now, if you think it's your mind, your feelings, your troubles, whatever it is, it's okay to struggle and you will be okay. Everything goes through, everything passes. Um, after, uh, after the storm comes sunlight, life is beautiful. Um, it's also super important to be not just present, to be in the moment and be present and know what's happening, but also to know your story. What's, what is really your story? The negative one, the positive one, so that you can be real and, and true with yourself. And once you have that, to work on healing, on finding what is it that triggers me, what is it really that bothers me, what is it really that I want, perhaps. Um, you mentioned a very important thing about how growth and constant growth is the real way to true happiness. Progress. So, progress, right? So that's, that sums up a little bit of what Moshi just mentioned, and thank you. Um, I want to talk about the positive, because me and Moshi, for a while, I'm going to remind you of a good memory now, we used to send each other every day um, certain si situations where the law of attraction worked in our favor. And it could have been a ticket or amount of money that we made or just a nice moment or a weather change, whatever it would be. Every day we would share a moment and we should really restart that again. Yes. Um, so you, the first time we met, and I think it was even before I was really aware and in touch and in tune with my emotions, the first thing you introduced me was you introduced me to was the law of attraction, which is that everything that happens to us, in a sense, is something that we attracted to us. Now this can get a little bit difficult because a person is going to be like, "Oh my God, I'm, how many things am I bringing onto myself? Negative, positive?" They get a little bit confused. Well, don't worry because your negative thought is a lot less, it has a lot less power, it has probably 1% power versus a positive thought, which is 99% power. So maybe you're thinking for a moment, maybe I'll get sick, but that, that, has, that has zero power to it. A negative thought doesn't have power to it. The positive thought of, yes, I am healthy right now, has so much more power. So that's, I think, where we um, started, you know, where that, that, that that was something that made me feel calm, like, wow, positive thoughts can attract amazing things. And I remember 
working in construction and once I literally attracted a garbage truck to my garbage to my site to my job site and I remember how this guy was like I can't be there before two hours and then I was like he's gonna be here in 20 minutes and 20 minutes later he showed up like all these little things I remember for example I was working in construction for um, two years in a specific job and I never had the building department at my job that was also an attraction I said my job will run smoothly. And then I say they, the truck will not come because the, 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 the building department will not come because then you're thinking about the building department. But I would say everything That's will just be smooth. That people miss. Yes, right. So, oh, you want to touch on that? So let's, let's touch there's, on that. What's the law so of attraction? There's so many details. And uh, let's try to break it down so okay. that people can, uh, can actually use this at home. Okay, so number one, for someone that's interested, there is the movie The Secret. Right. Uh, I watched you, that. It used to be th on Netflix. Right. They removed it for whatever reason. It's now on YouTube. It is on YouTube? Free. Yeah. I think, I think there is, like, it's every few months it's on YouTube. YouTube removes it for some reason. <laughs> and then someone else. I think uh, they're now it. officially, maybe. Okay. But I know, I know one thing. That Everything, was the first thing I watched, and I watched it many times because you told me one time is not going to be enough. Watch right. it many times. And, and you can now probably agree to what I said, that every time you watch it, you gain more clarity. Yes. Right? I feel like, by the way, I feel like now I'm more into, I think, visualization and meditation. Maybe I should go back to the prince, to the, the, the just original law of attraction. But, okay, go ahead. Which uh, visualization and meditation are it's also a form, part of okay. it. It's, a, it's, it's, all, a deeper, it's all connected. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I've learned... Everything that I wanted to watch, I've always found a way to watch it, even if it wasn't on Netflix, even if it wasn't on YouTube or any other platform. There's always, if you want, if there's a will, there's a way. There's a if law of attraction. Watch, there's a law of attraction, exactly. <laughs> By the way, many people know about law of attraction, so I'm glad that we're opening this segment right. with this topic. People yes, know about a, law of attraction. It's a known law. Why it's called a law, for those who don't know, a right. law is something that always operates, even if you know about it or you don't, or if you agree to it or you disagree. Right. It's a law. It like always, gravity. Yeah, it's like, exactly, it's a like, law. Yeah. It's a law that, of the universe. Right. Okay? It's Bob Proctor is one of the big teachers in this specific uh, uh, law of attraction. He passed away uh, two years ago. Two years About already? Almost, yeah. Wow. Winter is going to be two years. Yeah, he's like our legend. Yeah. Right? Um, and he always says that the law of attraction is a secondary law. The first law, the primary law is the law of vibration. Correct. Okay, which is that everything vibrates. That's where it starts. Everything vibrates. Every single thing is in motion. Right. Every single thing vibrates. And you can start with your heart, right? Every living thing vibrates. Now, you can also, like, it goes ups and, ups and downs. Yeah. The stock market, the economy, everything. Every single thing has ups and downs. Weather. Life, your experience, your we the weather, everything has ups and downs. The way you feel, ups and downs. Every single thing that's alive, that has life, has ups and downs. Okay? Now, this is just the basic, what we see with our naked eye. Then there is like scientific uh, uh, studies, everything that you can see with microscopes and whatever. You can see that um, our skin is a lot of atoms that are vibrating. Like they're like they're moving, constantly yeah. moving. Uh, the wood, constantly moving. The table, the chair, the tablecloth, whatever. Everything. Even a dead person is moving, is right? Moving. How That's do, what how Bob are they? How are how, they disintegrating? Right. How are they like becoming from earth. nothing? Earth, yeah. Right. From from flesh to earth. Yeah. Right. Like it has to be moving. It's vibrating on a very high frequency. 
that the naked eye can't see it. No. Okay. It says even around us, there's also a light. Right. That you can photograph. That, that there was a photographer. There's a specific type of uh, photography uh, method that can that show you. Can you can see the light. Yeah. And you can see where the person is. If he's in a negative place, you see it's like a very dim light. If this person right. is in a very positive place, and a very connected and spiritual, right. whatever, like. And Joe Dispenza always says. Very, right. Very Joe Dispenza light. actually does this at his seminars. He'll hold his hand up, and he'll say, "Think about the best moment in your life." And he'll try to push the hand down, and you'll see it doesn't go. Right. And then he said, "Think about some time when somebody humiliated, you humiliated, yeah, you, right?" And you just, yeah. So, Joe right. Dispenza, by the way, is the one that does everything like Bob Proctor was teaching. He was teaching based on his experience and experience of other people that he was studying, and same as with all the people in the Law of Attraction. Specifically, Joe Dispenza is someone that's today operating. He's alive between yeah. us, doing workshops, but he is doing studies everything is studied he has proof for everything it's nothing you have to believe it's everything he can prove you on science scans everything brain right. scans physical scans body scans yeah he's doing crazy things his story started where he had a tumor he had some kind of diagnosis and the doctor was telling him that he has like i don't know the details uh, specific details but his doctor told him like that he has a short time i don't remember exactly oh, wow. He was like, you know what, I'm checking myself. He checked himself out from the hospital. He went home. He said, I'm going to heal myself. He went home. He started with affirmations, with, yeah. with all the kinds of exercises that he's teaching all other people. And he healed himself naturally with all, kind of, with, with, with all that. Wow. Now to come back. I didn't know that. So whoever wants to watch it, it's called The Secret. Find that movie and watch it at least twice. That's what I always say. Yeah. And... It's worth it's it. It's a very good opener to the law to of attraction. To this whole thing, right. Now, to go into details. So, one of the most important details that a lot of people miss, mm -hmm. specifically with, this with the people that know about the law of attraction, that I've heard so many people who are like, it doesn't work and whatever and all these kind of things, which I'm so used to. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, I'm so easily... Uh, uh, in going into these conversations like with these people that really want to know but they're like convinced that it doesn't work but yeah. like they're like if they really want to know they want me to prove them wrong i'm like so easily doing it these days because i'm so used to it but the most important part is feeling is the secret okay remember this phrase feeling is the secret so basically this the law of attraction states that whatever you are experiencing in your mind you're going to experience in your physical now it's a it's a it's a it's a out of the grace of god that everything takes time because otherwise we will talk right now about an elephant and the elephant will walk into this room and that wouldn't be pretty <laughs> i wouldn't be excited about this yeah. so it's by the grace of god that everything takes its time and also by only talking about an elephant i'm not attracting an elephant yet what i'm doing is if I'm talking about it, or if I'm, then I'm thinking about it. Yeah. The more I do this, the more repetitive I do this, the more times I do this, it slowly starts to create some kind of emotion within me, a feeling towards seeing an elephant. That feeling is what creates, it's what it's attracting, a moment of me seeing an elephant now, Let's say it could be a it could be an emotion, a feeling of fear, like I'm afraid of elephants. 
and I'm afraid I'm going to bump into an elephant. And the more I feel this feeling, at some point, I'm going to encounter an elephant. The universe, God, whatever, will make sure that this happens. Okay? I will bump into an elephant somehow. Maybe I will go somehow, someone will call me up, Moishi, come and entertain me in a zoo. Yeah. And I will come and I will see an elephant there. Right? Or maybe it will be that I will go and travel to, I don't know, where the elephants are walking in the street. And Thailand? Where is that? I don't know, whatever. For some reason, I will encounter it as long as I attract it. And now this is only with fear. If I'm excited to meet an elephant, and every time I close my eyes, and this is visualization, right? right? I close my eyes and I visualize myself walking on the street and meeting a nice, beautiful, big elephant. Okay? And how, how is this gonna make me feel? Like I love elephants, right? I don't, like, I'm whatever, I'm just using this as an example, but like that, for, as in the example, I love elephants. So I'm super excited. I found an elephant, right? Let me take a selfie with it, whatever. Like, let me try to ride it. I don't know, whatever. Now, every time that I'm going to close my eyes and visualize myself walking on the street and bumping into an elephant and I let myself feel that excitement, what's going to happen is the universe is attracting that. That's the law of attraction. What happens is that my brain sees me feeling excited so it sees oh he's actually experiencing that the brain doesn't know a difference between the imagination the mind doesn't know a difference between the imagination and what's real for it sees it both from the same lens wow okay which means the brain we as humans are people creatures of habit we're going to repeat again old patterns patterns which is going to cause that if we are experiencing in our mind, which is for, for as far as the mind is considered, it is considering it, it's a reality. Yeah. Right? So in the mind, we're in reality experiencing again and again the excitement of bumping into an elephant. Right. At some point, our mind is going to make sure that we're actually experiencing that and the universe is going to work with our mind. Right. Okay. So now like this, Joe Dispenza is always busy with this. Our thoughts bring us closer to whatever it is that we want. And our feelings, the heart, is bringing it closer to us. But we need both. Wow. We need both. Now, we can't feel without thinking it. We can't create that feeling of either fear or the excitement of meeting into an elephant without thinking about meeting that elephant, right? So we have that part, but most people only have that part. They're just sitting down, they're visualizing it, they're not making sure to feel that feeling. Let's talk about attracting a car. You have a specific car, a dream car. I want a Rolls Royce. Now people are like, okay, I'm attracting a Rolls Royce, I'm attracting a Rolls Royce. Hey, 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 sit down, buddy. What are you attracting? (laughs) What here? What model? What color inside? Interior, exterior. Okay, close your eyes. Imagine yourself. Are you driving it or are you having the chauffeur? Yeah. How does it feel to sit on that chair? How does the leather feel? How comfortable are you? How does it smell? Can you feel that smell? Ah, the fresh leather. Oh my God, right? Like you in tune in these specific details. Yeah. How many inches is the tires? How are you feeling in like, that moment? Like when you actually get that car, 
and someone asks you a detail about that car, how are you gonna how are you gonna look like when someone asks you a detail about your new car, your dream right. car? You're gonna right. talk so excited, you're gonna know every single detail about this car, right? In order to attract it, this is how you need to look like. I need to be able to ask you about your new dream car that you're attracting, and you need to be able to feel that excitement, and yeah. you need to be aware of all the details that you're attracting. And what about the people that say, I ha there's no way, I, have, I, I, ha I don't have anything close to the money of a Rolls Royce? It doesn't matter how. The universe makes it happen. Look at so many things in your life that you didn't want to happen. That, that's, this is where the conversation started, where you mentioned, like, you didn't think about the... the, the the park officer, makes the officer the not coming. Yeah. Whatever. What was it? Like, you, you, it has a specific name. The guy that, to the construction site. Yeah, the DOB. The DOB. You, you, didn't, you didn't think about the DOB not coming because for the brain, the image basically... It was just going to think about DOB. Right. Oh, so, yeah. so basically, for, to explain it to the audience, is basically the brain sees things in images. We think in images. Like, we think, we think that we think in words, but we really, and in the back of our minds, we think in images. So the brain only sees images. So when we're talking about anything that we're attracting, we're attracting in images, we're thinking in images, we're attracting it like that. Now, when we're talking about something we don't want, the image that our brain sees is that thing that we don't want, but it has a red X on it that we don't want it, but our brain ignores wow. that red X. So for him, he's like, what, is he cons what, what does he want? And he sees the picture of the thing that he doesn't want with the red X, but he ignores the red X. So if you don't want the DOB on your job site. Thinking about not wanting them. The DOB, the DOB is not coming, the DOB is not coming. You can affirm that, you can meditate on that, you can visualize them. <laughs> They're gonna show you up. can visualize them not coming, right? Like where they are not yeah. coming, like you see yeah. them coming and then you're like, cancel. Like it doesn't work that way, right? Yeah. Uh, automatically being busy with them not coming, they're gonna come because you, your mind is like, universe, the universe is like, what is he yeah. attracting? He's attracting the DOB. Yeah. So you said very well that you attracted, that my job sites run smoothly. No stops, no drama, no problems. That's it, that's all you know, right? Everything is smooth. And that's, for, that's why two years you didn't have a DOB on your job site. So the same thing is with, with the money. It also comes back to the same thing. Look back on so many things in your life. It's probably going to be easier for the negative experiences that you had, where you were afraid of something is going to happen. That when, if I would have asked you before it happened, can you logically explain to me how it's going to happen? It doesn't make any sense. You wouldn't be able to tell me because it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. But you see that at some point it worked out, that it did happen. You attracted it, right? Right. Because that's how powerful law of attraction is. The universe works the whole universe in your favor or at least in what it thinks it's your favor, because you put it out. Like, if you're attracting something you don't want, it thinks that's what you want, right. and it, it brings it to you. But everything works together in order for you to, to get it. Now, this is one of the most, when you think about it, this is one of the beautiful things about how God runs everything interconnected where we have 8 billion people in the world and everyone is attracting something right. and it all works together, right? Mm. Like, I attract a specific car, there is someone out there that is attracting building that specific car for someone that's going to pay for it, like right. for me, right? And there is someone... Wanting to sell it. Right, and I want to buy a nice diamond, there is someone, I'm attracting a nice diamond ring for, some, for, for my future 
pipe, right? And there is someone mining it. Yeah. And he thinks about it when he goes to sleep and he wakes up and he's like, oh, I need to go to work. And he's like attracting, finding a nice diamond ring and selling it. A wow. nice diamond, whatever. And there is someone think, attracting, buying this nice diamond from the mine and right. like, I don't know, cutting it. I think that's how it's like what we do with diamonds, yeah. right? Into a nice diamond so it could fit on a ring, right? Yeah. And like every single person works for me. Right. Right. But they're also working for themselves. And I also work for them because I work in my work in order to be able to pay them for that diamond. Yeah. Which so sometimes we hear people saying like people say nothing is happening. Everything is happening. Everything right? is happening. Right. And for this person that's saying nothing is happening is because that's what he's attracting. Right. Right. So let's go to a very specific question. This is for everybody out there. I think that. 100% of people want this. How do I get more money? Hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, I would say 100% of people want it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because I don't know. I can assume that. Specifically because I want it so much, I can't understand someone that doesn't. <laughs> um, I can judge people that say that they don't want it, that really they want it, whether they're like in denial in some kind of way for whatever reason and I can justify it in so many ways. Story. It's, but it's my story, right? Yeah. I can't really know for a fact. It might be true that some people don't want it, right? I'd, I'd like to think that whatever I can imagine exists somewhere. So if I can imagine someone not wanting money, it probably exists somewhere a person that really doesn't want it. Right. He has enough of whatever he has. Right. If he has anything, right? There probably exists some, at least one of this between the eight billion. Yeah. Uh, eight, almost 8 billion or are we at 8 billion already? Almost. Uh, that's what they say. Do we really know? <laughs> Maybe we don't know the real right. number. So how do we get more money, Moshi? Okay, so how do we get more money? Like, <laughs> I also want more money. <laughs> but the real answer is we have to see ourselves making that money. Now, it sounds easy, like, oh, okay, that's all it takes. I see myself making that money. What is it? A million dollars? Okay, I see myself making a million dollars. Let me visualize it. It takes a lot of effort and consistent work. The consistent work starts first in your recliner, where you sit down, you meditate, you, vis you visualize, you close your eyes, and you go into that moment where you make that million dollars. You see yourself earning a million dollars. You see yourself how you feel. Right. I can ask you a question. Can I ask you a question? Yes. You're going to open your first time your phone and see a million dollars in your bank account. Did that happen already? <laughs> <laughs> okay. How are you going to feel in that moment? Right. Or whatever, 500 million, half a billion, whatever the goal is. How are you going to feel? How are you going to look like? You're going to jump. Right? Yeah, You're gonna be, be like crazy, skin. yeah. Everyone that stands around, everyone that's around you in the one mile radius, if they're not gonna know why you're acting like this, they're gonna think you got a stroke. Right? <laughs> right? Uh, and if they're gonna know why you're jumping like that, they're gonna fully be okay with that. Like they're gonna know why, right? Like this right. guy just made X amount of money, right? This is how you need to feel. 
right. that type of feeling. Maybe you don't have to right. act And the out. answer why most people don't get there is because they don't do this. They don't sit what we down. just acted out right. with they what you just said. They don't sit down and visualize and see themselves consistently. Maybe they do it once, maybe they do it three times, maybe they do it once a month. We're talking about consistently, at least minimum once a day for three minutes. Minimum. That's a minimum, right? Right. Like, even 30 seconds, according to Mel Robbins. Yeah, but like at least right. something. Right. Like feel that feeling. Put out something. Right. Yeah. Write, write yourself a check of that amount of money. See that check. That, like your brain should see that it's a normal thing for you to get such a check. Yes, it's like the concept. Tell yourself a lie long enough until it becomes your truth. As long as you're going to be like this. So, so many people are attracting, trying to attract things. But every time they're like telling themselves, I'm rich. There has a voice in their head who says, not You're not. You. <laughs> You're so poor, right? And every time they try to tell themselves they're, they're rich, this voice comes back. And now, and they're still poor, and they're trying, they're, they've tried it for so long, and it doesn't work. And they're like these kind of people that are. I remember like, discussing this two years ago with you. And, this, and they're like, What did we do I, I want to come then? back. I want to come back to your lifestyle, by the way. We're going to talk about this in yeah. one second, but I want to bring out a point before that. Um, the. They, and, these, and these are usually the kind of people that come and tell me, the law of attraction doesn't work, I've tried it, blah, 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 blah. And what I've seen with these kind of people, and I know there's so many people, and I've been there, mm -hmm. is when this voice comes in, they, the emotion that they feel at the end is they give in to the old patterns, where they give in to that voice that when they say that I'm rich and that voice says you're not, they give in to that voice, where they see themselves poor. The image that ends up being in their wow. head more consistent is where they don't have money. Yeah. So now, when they tell themselves, the solution is, when I tell myself I'm rich, and the voice in my head tells me, no, you're not. I'm like, yes, I know I'm not. I'm creating this illusion. I'm creating this imaginative state. Wow. I'm like communicating with that voice. I'm not negotiating. Yeah. I'm communicating. I'm telling them what's going on. I know I'm not. I know I don't have the money right now on my account, but just give me one second. Listen. I'm creating this imaginative state of being where I do have that money right. and I feel so excited and I feel yep. so free. I can buy whatever I want. Yeah. I can have my dream house. I can have my dream car. I can, I, I, I can buy presents to the people I love. I can whatever. I can do X, Y, and Z. I can yeah. do whatever I want to do because I have enough money. And then what would that voice answer you? Yeah, but it's never going to happen. No problem. I don't have to untune in that because you know what? After this conversation, the conversation stops here when this voice answers me back. Yeah, but that's never going to happen. As long as I don't give in to that last statement, what happened? What did I feel in this whole conversation? I felt excited for this money. Wow. So I fooled that voice. Exactly. Right? And then when you do that enough... Enough then times, at some point, you start yeah. to see that the universe is moving in your favor. Right. It slowly starts to move. You start to make $1, the next day $2, the next day $4, $16, and at some point, right. one day, you've made your goal. Right. So I, so I remember... One more, yeah. one more important po point that a lot of people miss in the law of attraction is they think that they just have to attract. So they sit down and start to visualize, let's say, all day, every day, but they don't do anything physically. No, no, no. You just have to get up and take physical action. But when you take physical action from a place where you are excited right. for making that, let's, let's call it a million dollars, mm. like your goal is a million dollars and you're attracting a million dollars. And, and also visualize, visualize taking, doing the action as well. Exactly, visualize doing the action, visualize making that hard phone call. Bill yeah. Robbins is talking a lot about this. Yeah. 
visualize yourself making doing the hard things because when you visualize your brain gets is like f getting familiar with it something that's hard to do is because you're not familiar with doing it you're not used to do it it's out of your comfort zone so that's by the way a tool for anyone that's like in a sp like even if you're not trying to attract anything you're just trying to do something you're not good at you want to be good at it the more you're going to visualize yourself doing it yeah the more your brain is going to think you actually done it like if you have done it physically five times but between every time you visualized yourself five times yeah. you've done it 25 times or 30 times yeah. going, right uh, it's it's not it's not five times because for your brain You've done it so many times. Yeah. I've, I've watched today something on YouTube where someone said a study, I, I don't know how true it is, but the concept is, is, is very powerful. He said that they took three groups of people, whatever, 30 people, let's say, group A, B, and C. A had to move their finger for one hour, like okay. make exercise every, for one hour, for, I don't know, X amount of days. B had to not move their finger at all. Mm -hmm. And C had to imagine as if they're moving their finger okay. for, th for, for the same amount of time at the same amount of time, meaning for the same amount of days mm -hmm. for also for an hour every day. Now, group A, their muscle grew 13%. I don't know, whatever. It grew X amount of percent. Yeah. I, I think it was 30%. And then group B, it didn't grow anything, right? right? So this is basic, understandable. Right. Group C, it grew like... Uh, 22 percent right almost as much as like eight percent difference move. yeah th that's what he said eight percent difference eight percent less than the people that actually move their finger so right. this is just showing you how much the, the power mind, of thought the, yeah right. of, of visualization so, of imagining something so i i remember the moment of the moment that my life changed forever and i remember calling you that day um it was i opened my company weber media you know, started doing social media management for companies. And of course, I had my visualization, my imagination, how I was doing it, imagining every single day, receiving. And I would do this for 20 minutes a day. I, I enjoyed it. I loved it. Like all that feelings, all the... Because it is exciting. Right. And I remember one day I was, uh, I was in Planet Fitness in the gym. And I'm telling myself... Ellie, this is, not, this is not working out, it's not happening. And then a voice inside me said, what do you mean? Of course this is happening. And that's where I noticed that my subconscious mind now started working for me and wasn't being, as you mentioned, against me. It was working for me, it was here to support me no matter if I am going to work or if I'm, not, if I'm going to believe in myself or not, this subconscious mind has been programmed through and through this was for after success. a while doing already the work. Exactly. So I remember that day and I called you and I told you, Moshi, this is, this is crazy because now it's, everything is really going to be happening. So that was a very interesting moment for me. Um, another interesting thing that I heard from Jordan Peterson, which is, going to, which is something you mentioned, but he says, aim low. And, you know, and I think it was Joe Rogan that asked him, what do you mean, aim low? Isn't it aim high? So that's where Jordan Peterson said, you want to aim low so that you can believe in your dream, in your vision, and believe that it is possible to do. So that when that voice inside you wants to push back. The doubt. Exactly. The doubt kicks in. That dream is not humongous. We're not talking about a million dollars. We're talking about starting to attract an extra $500 a week. 
okay, which is so possible. You know, it's just so a, easy. It, exactly. And then you move it up. Once you see that $500 was possible, you know that $5,000 is just one more zero. Right, exactly. <laughs> and you can so easily... And then five million. That. Exactly. So, and that's another thing. People don't understand when we're talking about the law of attraction, as you mentioned. Law of attraction, as long as you... You don't have to start with a mansion. That's not the first thing you have to attract. Try attracting something small. Try it's too far away when you start with right. a mansion. Right. You have Try to have the smaller goals at least as well right. if you put the mansion on the vision right. board, right? right? Attract a phone call from a friend. How many times does that happen? You think about a friend and they call you. Right. Try to attract something, just something nice happening in, in, in your life, a happy moment, a positive situation, a nice outing, a friend taking you out, a person buying you a nice gift. When those little things happen, then you'll see that you can attract the biggest things, your dream, your company, the big house, the big car, the big mansion. Um, I think you very beautifully explained what the law of attraction is. I want to I wanna ask you there an interesting so question. There are so many more details. So many for, details, right. For someone that's really interested. There's so many books. So many books. YouTube videos, information on Google, right. and, and, and the secret movie to start with, right. right? It's available, the information is available for someone that really wants it. Uh, they can go and pick it up. Specifically, Bob Proctor right. and Dr. Joe Dispenza, right. they're like probably the two best people to listen to. Right. It's for, so for someone asking themselves, um, is the universe really working for me? Why is it working for me? I think that most people are not don't really understand this concept that everything in life is happening, like you, like you mentioned before, for them and not to them. So how is how's this, what would you tell these people? So this quote I've heard from Tony, Tony Robbins, Robbins yeah. that uh, life is not happening to us, it's happening for us. And what I understand that means is like, it's not happening to us as in, I'm experiencing this and I'm like, I'm just one, another person, another number, just a number in this world, uh, experiencing, specifically when people feel this way, it's experiencing this misery, yeah. right? Um, no, life is happening for me. Like, everything is like, for me. Yeah. Right? Like, every single thing that I'm experiencing is for me. Like, we have this concept in the Gemara, right? Right. The, the universe was created for me, right. for my experience. From the day I was born to the day I'm going to die, that experience, that whole universe with all the years before and everything, everything that people have owned and had good days and good lives right. and everything that people have suffered and miserable lives and went through crazy sufferings in the past, Every single thing that ever happened in this universe was for me to have the specific kind of experience that I'm having because, as I said, the same as everything that I've experienced made me who I am. Everything that anyone in this universe has ever experienced shaped the universe in the specific per way that I'm experiencing it right now. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to challenge you, Moshi. Mm -hmm. I, I think that uh, most people probably don't know that... Most people probably don't know, but we're going to reveal now, you are my personal life coach. What is something that most people either don't know about me or maybe have 
a mistake about me? What's something that you think most people don't know about Ellie Weber? That's a good question because it's very hard for me because you are one of the realest people that I know. Thank you. And like you put yourself out when you go, like you're not like you have this, we've, we've spoken about this, right? Like you don't have a specific character when you go on social media and a different character when you're like between your friends and a different character when you're alone. You're like the same person everywhere. Like when I meet you in your car, when I talk to you on the phone, when I'm with you in the grocery, and when we're together with a good whole group of people, or when I'm watching you on Instagram and I see a video that you made for social media, like I see the same person all over. Like you come up, you share whatever is really going on for you, your mind, your perspective, you're being real, people asking you questions, you're going to places, uh, all these events, uh, you're going to, you're being, you. you're being you, like authentically. So it's not like I've, I have something that I, that I'm aware of that most people don't know about you but I will say this you're one of the most amazing people that I know you are thank you like you have a you have a heart of gold literally like thank you <laughs> we know this you know like I'm not telling you any news you're really a good good friend like besides me being your coach <laughs> you are a great friend Thank and you. you are my coach in so many other ways, you know that. Like, I call you when I need a coach sometimes. And, and uh, I mean, besides, I have my coach as well. But I'm calling you in so many specific things that when I need a coach in specific things, I know, like, with you would be that phone call would be a great phone call. Or Thank me. Um, but specifically, what people don't know about you is you're a major manifester. Like, talking about the law of attraction, you like... <laughs> I don't know if people can see the passion you're talking about it, the passion you're talking with about yeah. it, is because you're talking from experience, like, like, like things you mentioned and like things you didn't mention, like that we know we've we went through together, like, yeah. like I was with you while you were attracting so many things, yeah. specifically talking about your company, the steps that you've made, the times you limited yourself, and you only capped as much as you told yourself you can and that yeah. one day you were like, you know what, if I could make so much, why can't I make more? And you were like, okay, I can make more, <laughs> right? And you just like, you know what, I'm gonna make, and you just went like 500% and you just started making 500% more, like, like right. things slowly, but it started working. Right. But before that, it was like, as much as you told yourself, you didn't make a dollar more than that because right. that's where you capped yourself. Right. By choice, right? You thought it wasn't a choice. You thought like this. This is the only thing that makes sense. Wow. It, it doesn't have to make sense. The how is not important. It never is important. Exactly. How am I gonna figure it out? Let the universe worry right. about that. Let God worry about that. Okay. Right. You just figure out what it is you want to go, what it is you want to achieve, where it is you want to go. You be clear, and you be very, very confident that you got this and that right. you will get there in the right time. Don't push yeah. the process. I, I think I think that that's really where I was able to connect with you. I'm, I I am a deep thinker and an emotional person, but I also love to simplify things, you know. And I think that that your ability to break down those things in such simple words and methods um, was really something that resonated with me all the way. So things like what's the purpose of life? And I remember we had this conversation 
I remember where it was. You know, it was in, in Williamsburg. It was. I remember by by the by the Domino Park over there. I remember which spot it was exactly. I remember how so you was were the telling time that me. We did the, the walks. Yeah. Okay. And I remember you telling me how simple it is, just because every person is here to do a specific mission from when they come into this world till when they leave. There's a specific mission for them to do. So I love to see my life in that way. And I believe my mission is to help people. And for you, that's probably also. And for everybody, it's about helping people on different things. Right. But that was, I think, the, one of the big things that we simplified. Also, simplifying how the universe, like you said, works for us. Like, or simplifying that nobody's a victim and it's okay to feel things. It's okay to grow. It's okay to struggle. And it's also okay to get better. I remember how we discussed this a lot. People don't think that they deserve success. And that's my message to everybody. I want to tell you, yes, I've had a year. It was the best year in my life. And every single day and every moment of it was amazing. And maybe there was a few seconds that I felt a little bit of pain, but everything was amazing. And everybody can experience that. We've had great lives, mm -hmm. but we also had great, great challenges, maybe even bigger than others. But you can still have a great life. Yeah. Everybody can still live in that place. And same thing is for making money or attracting success or abundance or a relationship, whatever it is you want. It's so easy. All you have to do is ask. And most people don't ask. Right. So life is beautiful. Life is amazing. Life is so unlimited. And life is so at your hands, at your fingertips. It's given to you on a, on a, on, in the best way possible. Go out there and get it. Go make the best life for yourself. You create your life. Don't li let life create you. What's the final message, Moshe, you'd like to share? I want to add, add one more. Before the final sure. message, I don't have anything on my mind right now. Yeah. I, do, I just ahead. do want to add one thing to the process of law of attraction, how to attract sure. things. One very important thing is prayer. Now, for us, Hasidic Jews, yeah. we believe in Hashem. We pray to Him. We know that He does everything. And we pray to Him when we're talking about prayer, davening. We talk, we talk to Him. Now, even for someone that doesn't believe in anything, the form of prayer is to verbalize in a way of asking. You can ask the universe, higher power, your higher self, whatever you do believe in or you don't. The form of prayer, it's not important. It's not important to who it is for the idea of what it serves you. It is important for, to who it is if you're focused on the truth, which I believe that the truth is that we have a God that runs everything. And if I'm asking for, from someone to give me something that I don't have, it's going to be from him. Yeah. Because he's the only one that can really give it to me. That's what I believe. He gave us life. He gave us lives. He gives us life. Life, yeah, exactly. Every, yeah. every breath. He's in there. Yeah, every breath, okay? Yeah. Every single second he's giving life presently. Right. Okay? Every present moment is a present. Right. He's cutting life, pieces of life. He's throwing it to us. Right. Giving it to us with so much love. Right. So much love. With the millions of details in our body. Right. If, every, if you ever want to... Be grateful. Just think about what happens like in your body. In your body. I, I just re read how Andrew Huberman says that during you, when you sleep, there's something clearing your mind, like a spray, washing your mind literally oh, from that. all the little um, uh, toxins that could have gotten in there, all the little um, like so debris, like a chemical that, a chemical that literally washes your brain. 
Now your the physical mind, brain. Your physical brain, because it's such a sensitive part. So when you're sleeping, there is something washing. I mean, wow. you, if you that's think crazy. about it, yeah, it's just, it's everything crazy. is crazy. Yeah, when the mechanism, it, how everything works, it's, your it's, metabolism. And I call crazy is, is, is a word for beyond understanding. Right. So if this is everything beyond understanding, then yes, attracting and achieving, grabbing your goals and visions and everything you want is also for you right. available. So, so I, think, I think miracles, by the way, yeah. and nature is, for me, it's, for me, nature is the same miracle as any miracle, meaning to say any miracle, I know that any miracle is, is, is possible because whoever does that is unlimitedly capable. So like there is, there is no shockingly miracle <laughs> for him to do in a sense of like, not, not that I'm undermining what he's doing. Like yeah. it's like I expect everything from him exactly. because he's capable of everything. Yeah. And I'm also on the other way around. I'm fascinated by every single thing even nature, right. like a tree grows right. out of the ground. Right. Like you put in seeds and it grows and look how big it is. Kids are and born. Yeah. Like the weather is happening. You, humans make humans. So, yeah. Right. I mean, it, it's insane. It's crazy. it's crazy. So why can't you believe in that, in that dream for yourself right. that you that can manifest the Rolls Royce? I mean, is the Rolls Royce the big thing? Yeah, exactly. Is, it, is that for him the thing where he gets <laughs> stuck? Where he's like, oh, okay. You're now you're challenging me. Yeah. Right. Um, but, uh, so prayer. to answer my my, so prayer prayer is very very important and prayer I always say is something that also a lot of people miss. Is like when we pray for whatever we want, we should ask it in a manner where we believe that we're getting it because we will we yeah. are, yeah. like we're asking it from God, the King of the world. Yeah. He has unlimited capabilities yeah. like right so like and he wants to give it to us he wants to give it we were just talking about how the system that he put in place the law of attraction okay and one of the things he put into the place is that when we pray it speeds up the process uh, steve harvey is always busy saying prayer keep on praying prayer changes things right yeah. and it does it does right okay like you can pray for emotional healing which i did and this is where we started the whole conversation yeah. this is where my whole story started when i started praying out of nowhere, I didn't even know, but prayer is so helpful in anything, specifically in the law of attraction. But we need to see, like, now that I'm going through whatever I'm going through, like the right. cancer thing, people were like, I'm going to pray for you, I'm going to pray. Whoever mentioned prayer, I said, when you pray for me, see me when in your imagination while you pray, see right. me healthy. See me being healthy. See your prayer being accepted by God. See, imagine your prayer, God saying, sure, I'll give it to you. Wow. You're asking for Moshi's help, I'll wow. give it to you. Because he is. Right. Because he is. I so, am healthy. Yeah. So amazing. Um, so among many other things that you've been a great part of my life, and I think maybe people now understand and see why, um, I'm going to touch on three main things very quickly that you've helped me specifically. Number one was um, self-love, which you explained to me that if I ever want to achieve anything in my life, I have to work on self-love. Yeah. And I remember telling you like, I can't do this. I can't. I, I don't love myself. Like, I didn't see the reason why. I never, I never didn't un understand unconditional love at all. Exactly. Which, unconditional which love. Which limited you to, to love yourself unconditionally right. because you didn't understand why would I be able to love anything or anyone yes. or myself for that yes. matter unconditionally. Yes. And that's connected to what you mentioned earlier that anyone deserves whatever they want. Right. Like, if you want success, you deserve it. If you want health, you deserve it. Like, right. if you're allowed to ask for it, you're allowed to attract it. 
right? Like it's yeah. the same thing. Like right. So I remember you teaching me that self-love is the is like the the key to anything because, and I understand also why because this is a vehicle to whatever we want. If this vehicle does not have self-love, which is the gasoline to anything you ever want. If you want a relationship, you need self-love. If you want money, you need self-love. If you want peace, you need self-love. If you want success, you need self-love. Um, and the simple exercise that we did for self-love was just to tell, to tell ourselves, I love you, Ellie, just for who you are. You're perfect just for who you are. I remember you telling me, you know how that friend from your, your class got engaged and what, what, they didn't do anything different than you did? They just, they're the same special as you are. So why, why are you doubting your, yourself? So, I'm, you know, I remember just bringing in a constant Talking about constant finding your... Self-love. You were talking about, like this example, you are talking about finding your... Attracting spouse. a soulmate, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. So I remember how self-love was the key to anything. And that's where I was able to build a business and my life and my dream and just made peace with myself and happy to be with myself. Um, the second major thing that you brought into my life was having a list of things that I wanted to change. And I think this is very, very important because most people, when they have this concept, the idea of changing, they don't actually take the action. So I remember sitting in the car and I, would, I, I pulled out the pad. Um, I remember Lots which car we were. It's funny how notes. everything is so, yeah. The green sticky notes. Sticky notes was for self-love. I remember yeah. putting up sticky notes on, on my car. All over in your yeah. car. Oh, yeah. I, but I remember taking out a pad um, it was a construction pad and writing down, I still have it, 13 things that I will do every single day um, to, to just be a better me, to feel better, to improve my life, to take care of myself. And I'm challenging every, everybody listening a few of the to write down. Things? Yeah, I'm going to try to remember some of them. Yeah. I, but I challenge everybody to write down 13 things right now and, and that you can do better and see how it changes your life, because it changed my life like night and day. I remember on the list we put down things like, obviously, eating healthy, drinking more water, um, exercising, at that time you walking didn't drink every water day. At all, no, right? I didn't drink water at all. And I didn't know what it means. That's, that's only, that's I only, only drink even. water, and I, 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 was, I was very overweight. I, I, you couldn't walk for more than five minutes. Yes, right? you remember? Yeah, I used to sit down while Moshi was still walking. Um, I remember writing down that I will go even to Daven every day. I, I, I felt like I was missing a little bit of spirituality, right? I still do it every day. Um, learn every day a little bit. I think at that time I started listening to Gedalia Fans Tashi, but just to get a little spirituality. I also say learning can also mean learning about knowledge. Or So I wrote down reading a book. We wrote down, to, I wrote down to meditate, to visualize, to be grateful, um, to do uh, breath work. To give charity, I think, was one of the things. Just like a, a big, very big recipe of different things that I wrote down to change. And that's my manual. That's my instructions to life. And by the way, it's, it's, and I don't give credit to myself, but I still do all these things. Every give single day. Credit. Yeah. I, I'm giving myself credit right now. I do these all these things, it's now two years that I've been doing this for every single day in my life. That's incredible. Consistently, no matter and Shabbos. And you're the one the, eating the fruits of it, right? Baruch Hashem. Yeah. The third thing that we did successfully was to create this image around business. So at that time I was still working and I remember sneaking out of work every still day at four o'clock. I was still working for someone else. 
I was, because right now I'm not working. Right now I'm living my dream. Right now I'm, I'm enjoying life. Right now I'm, I'm, I wouldn't even call it working. But I remember sneaking out of work every day at 4 o'clock to go meet you and walk. You know, I didn't go after work. I went during work. I didn't enjoy my work. I didn't enjoy my job. I made sure my job was done. But I, and I just met you. And I remember I, I didn't have anything at that time. And I remember we were talking about business ideas. At that time it was a restaurant. And then we went into talking about just how, yeah, we actually did visualize in a restaurant how much I deserve it and all the details in the restaurant. And it gave me this image, this idea that I can dream of anything that I Which want. I think you still want a restaurant one I day. still want a restaurant, yeah. <laughs> I always say that. I mean, it's a shame. It's going to happen. Um, it's in the vision. Right. It has to happen, right? right? We put in too much thought to it. <laughs> and that being said, I can still right now, I walk into every restaurant and I feel like I own it. So maybe my dream has come true. But, <laughs> <In some kind laughs> way. but I remember just creating that business idea um, and we did the same thing. We did a note, created the amount of employees, the, the amount of money that I'm making, the amount of, um, the amount of accounts that I have, every single detail was written down um, and you know to make a long story short it's 18 months later my dream came true I have the company of my dreams I'm not, I'm not going to talk the numbers over here but the people that know know Baruch Hashem how successful we are and the world knows how successful Weber Media is and it's thanks to you thanks to the to, to person just holding me accountable to do Little things, and I'm going to say little things. We didn't do anything big. Little things. I'm going to say Baby one more steps. story that I remember calling Moishi and telling him, Moishi, I can't make more than $10,000. <laughs> like, $10,000 is a lot of money, but I told him I can't make more. He's like, what's happening? I said, I never made in my life more than $10,000 a month. And then we just said, we, you know, usually when I call you with a problem, we discuss the answer together because we both know. We brainstorm and, it. Yeah. And... I remember you saying, just visualize making more money. I was like, you were like, what are you afraid of? I said, I don't know, I just don't want to change. I don't know, I think it's too you much. Know, a lot of people are afraid of success. Right. Like, it's a fear. Yeah. People, are not a, people are not aware of that. Right. Like, people, why yeah. would I be afraid of success? But so I remember sitting down and just imagining making more money than that. And then just, it easily started happening. Yeah, we were talking yeah. about it earlier. So these were life-changing moments. Yes. What do you say, Moshe? Uh, I re while you were talking now, the third thing, I remember, the, <laughs> I remember the thing you asked me earlier to share something about you that people don't know. which is I mean, Most of all, I have to say one more thing. I'm sorry, I'm going to give it back to you in 15 seconds. The amount of calmness and peace, uh, peace of, of mind and joy that I have is above all of these things. And health, obviously, and, and everything that I have that also, Baruch Hashem, was also done through being consistent and believing in myself and work. In. Yeah, Baruch You put in a lot of work Thank around you. that. Thank you. So, 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 number one is that while you were saying the third thing, I remembered uh, one more thing. You were asking me earlier to share something about you that people don't know, yeah. is, and which is related to the whole conversation and the law of attraction and everything, is to have goal cards. Bob Proctor is talking a lot about it. Is to have a goal card. A goal card is you write on a card a goal that you have, specific one goal. I was going to say that you have one, uh, and, and you keep it's it in your right pocket. It's right here, between the m multiple credit cards. Right, so the idea of the gold card is you write down 
on a this has a, my dream oh i don't want to show it it says i earn x amount of money x amount of money monthly i have 20 employees i have 40 clients i'm earning a million dollars i'm earning a million dollars i'm not going to say in how much time and stuff but thank you because whatever i say happens by the way yes so so yeah. That also happens with time. The more you start to attract things in your life, the more you start to be aware that your word is very powerful. The yeah. more, the more, so you, the more conscious you are of what you're saying. You now have so a connection only... with a UPS driver, Mushi. You know, you're getting the packages <laughs> exactly. a lot. Steve Harvey says when you ask for something, the package has been sent it's out. It's been sent. As long the as you see the faith, the... <laughs> it's coming to you. Whenever you cancel the faith, it's like you cancel the, the, package. the package. You're like pressing yeah. on Amazon cancel yeah. and it's returning to sender. Yeah, so you said having a goal card. So I was saying that Bob Proctor is talking a lot about having a goal card. Bob Proctor used to have a goal card at all times. Yeah. Uh, where it's a, a goal card is you have your goal, your primary goal written down on a card and you have it in your pocket. It's not about taking it out and reading it every day X amount of times. You can do that. It's The more you do that, that's more helpful. But by having it in your pocket, every time you put it in your hand, your subconscious, not even your conscious, maybe your conscious sometimes as well, but your subconscious is like, again, what is this? Oh, that's the goal card. What is on the goal card? It remembers the goal card. So it's like a rep repetitive affirmation again and again and again and again. Right. Right? It's besides how many times a day you say it and besides how many times and how long you visualize it and how much you put in physical action. Do you want to explain work. quickly the difference between the conscious mind and subconscious mind? Because that's, cool. I think, a key. That's a whole podcast. I can, I can do it in 20 seconds. Yeah, so then go the ahead. conscious mind is the mind that's right now doing all the things that you the, actively do. The mind do. that's aware. That's aware. And the subconscious mind is the mind that's, that already knows how to eat, how to go to the bathroom, things that were so difficult for you once. If you can teach your subconscious mind that you are naturally a successful person or that you're naturally a calm person or that you have all these blessings and you don't have to think before doing these things and, and dreams that you want, then you are now basically your superman or superwoman because you don't have to think in order to achieve all these things. So the subconscious mind starts working for you and your power. I hope I said that. Yeah, you said yeah. it very well. I have Thank nothing you. to add. <laughs> are we done? I think so. Moshi, it was yeah. a pleasure. We're going to yeah. be sharing many more content, hopefully, in the, in the future. Um, you changed my life. You, uh, you uh, made me the person that I am, and I, and I noticed that. It's important to give gratitude. And uh, I also appreciate you being my coach. I think it's important that everybody should have uh, a friend. Where friends coach, coach like friends. But it's important that people have someone to talk to. I, I am going to say that everybody has to talk to someone. Um, yes. Obviously, it says, mm -hmm. And uh, what does the Rebbe say? That uh, um, it's very, very important to speak to people. And I'll, and I'll say why, because when, it's, when something is in the mind, it's unprocessed. It, it still stumbles around. So you're thinking about it. The moment you talk about it is the moment that it's, you, you put clarity. it on the table, you're getting clarity. Um, also, I heard this that many times in our life, the, the, the things that we have experiences in our life, it goes on to the heart. It goes on and on and on. There's only one way to take it off, by talking. So it is important to talk. I'm grateful that I have Moishi that I can talk to whenever I want, even in the middle of the night. Um, he'll answer my phone call. 
pa moj i don't call me in the middle of the night. <laughs> Just a WhatsApp. <laughs> uh, um, and and uh, I'm just grateful. So for Thank the you. next podcast, yeah, we'll have to talk about gratitude, right? Because that's a very very important uh, topic right. to cover, and, and specifically to add it now. And affirmations. And affirmations, but specifically to add it now, gratitude is probably one of the most important aspects of the law of attraction. To be grateful for the things you want. Yeah. Like to be already feel the feeling of gratitude, probably right. the highest positive emotion related to yeah. anything. I remember having conversations with you as if I was already a millionaire. Exactly. And you would play along with Along with, with you, a role play. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, um, and, and, uh, and... <laughs> is it really this time? Yes. Okay. It is. Um, so, so gratitude oh. is probably the number one or one of the most important feelings to make sure to feel in order to attract something good. And it's a longer conversation how much, how crazy and gratitude impacts our life for the better. But that's a, a conversation for itself. And I will also say that I appreciate and accept the gratitude and appreciation you have for me. But I'm also going to add, you said that you are like this because of me. I will accept my part of showing up to you as a friend and a coach and guiding you and helping you but it's fully your credit for the person that you are today because you put in the work there are so many other people that i've talked to spoken to in the past and it's constantly happening and it's like not only with me with anyone else that we were talking about implying applying the same concepts we were i was talking with you to their life and they didn't choose to do it talking doesn't wow. help right they, they, you, went home, you went home and did the work. Am I the most successful story? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have the energy to get all wild if, now. If that's what you're going to tell yourself. I, I, that you I are, always have the energy. Exactly. And if it, no, if that's what you're going to tell yourself, that you are the most successful story. Yeah. Right? Or my most successful client story or the most successful story in the world. I just want to be the most happiest. Why the most? You just The, the most happiest you can be. Yeah. Right. This is like it doesn't. It's not a competition about other people. It's like that energy we had in the grocery today. Exactly. It's, I want to stay on that frequency, on that, frequency, on that vibration. Right. And that's that your was choice. Awesome. That's your choice. That you was know? awesome. Just until come back to that. Like whenever you feel you're in a downer, just. Remember five minutes before the grocery. <laughs> exactly. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever you. You know, it's that actually that brings up the. Uh, I, I I was just thinking that like. Yeah. Maybe that's the preparation for, for a good feeling. I never heard any one of our malamdam say life has ups and downs. Like expect no. that. <laughs> they didn't know as well. Like who of no. them? Like who? who it was always malamdam? down for them. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> can you can uh, you say confidently on any one of your malamdam they were really happy? If yes, how many of them? Yeah, I don't. I I wouldn't judge them. <laughs> right? See. No, I'm serious now. Okay, whatever. It's hard for us to understand. So you didn't you didn't answer my question, but we all got the answer. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think I think I think I can say on maybe one or two, maybe tops three of my Malamdan tops. And and that's only a judgment. Like I wouldn't know, right? I'm assuming that they were actually happy people. But I I didn't have only three Malamdan, man. I hope you understand that. I went through the whole Haider. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, like, it's like a small percent, right? 
And uh, also, I wanted to say, like, the way we felt today in the grocery, right? Like, you want to come back to that. There's always, like, you can always come back, like, whenever you're in a, not in the best place and you want to come back to a good place, you can always stop yourself, close your eyes, and remember a good place and then tune in that, feel that feeling, let yourself feel that feeling, and automatically you're back there. That's a choice. But again, whatever's pulling you down, if you don't feel it, if you don't express it, if you don't heal it, if you don't let it, if you don't go through it, if you try to go around it or avoid it, it's going to come back within a second. Yeah. So you don't have anything from trying to go back to a specific memory of a specific emotion because yeah. this, the thing that you need to deal with is right in front of you. So obviously, first you need to deal with it the right way. That's also a whole conversation for itself. Healing is available. Yes. Healing is within you. Everything that you need is within you. You also know exactly what it is that you need and what you want and what you can do and what you can achieve. Just remember to be real and truth, truthful to yourself. And remember that you can achieve anything. That's the number one thing. Remember that you can achieve anything. Thank you, Marcia. I appreciate Thank you. Thank you so much, Eric. Thank you. It was nice. Thank you. Uh, Please blow the floors. Thank you. <laughs>